antics podcast it has been a hot minute let me tell you and by a hot minute i mean an entire show process an entire fall season we have been busy beyond belief every person on this podcast uh except for ryan ryan's just been doing whatever but personally i've just been i've been working hard you know (laughs) um but today with me uh we are gonna do a recap of mary poppins and frozen together in one so that you can get all of the good all the good stuff um depending on what show you were in. This is cool to me because um, if you were in one show, you get to like reminisce on all the memories and all the funny things that happened. And then you also get to hear about the other show, like how it was, like um, it, maybe figure out if you made the right decision or if you wanna, if that is gonna impact whether you do Little Mermaid or Matilda, like it's up to you. Um, but yeah, we're gonna be covering all sorts of stuff. So first I want everybody to pick up the microphone and tell me your name and what show you were in and what part you were in that show. Hello, everybody. My name is Savannah. I was in Mary Poppins, and I got the opportunity to portray Mrs. Banks in the amazing, amazing, amazing show that we got to do. Hi, um, my name is Caitlin, and I was Anna in Frozen. My name is John Avery, and I was Kristoff in Frozen. I was really good. And I was... <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm joking. <laughs> That's an opinion. I was Jillian... Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm Jillian... And I was in Mary Poppins, and I was the bird woman. Wait, you were? Yeah, I was. I thought that was just a homeless lady they picked wow. up. Wow. This is because this is, there's already so much hostility. Oh, um, uh, it's a joke. Yeah, it's always a joke. Um, but thank you for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. We're going to talk about my favorite part of podcasts like these is talking about our favorite funny memories. So does anybody want to give us your funniest memory from either Mary Poppins or Frozen? I've got a few. I think the first one that jumped into my mind was like the third night of Tech Week, we were running uh, Fixer Upper. And something happened, like I got hit in the face and I dropped my hat and I tried to pick it up, but that didn't work out. And then Caitlin ran into me. And then we kind of like, we're supposed to do a dip and it didn't happen, we just kind of landed. And then she just kind of slid to the ground slowly. And then I did, and I tried to play it off. And I kept trying to pick myself up too. Oh, Anna, are you okay? And she was like, (laughs) no. And then she got up and she fell again, and it, it, yeah. we, we kept going, but it was He kept trying to help me up, but, like, my skirt was too long, so I was, like, crumble. Yeah, I stepped on they her skirt, like, 30 They can't see you, times. so when you do, like, a big motion, <laughs> they don't know what that means. <laughs> she just kind of... still do it. What, like, what's, what, what's a good word to describe that motion? <laughs> I was actually thinking the exact same thing. I'm <laughs> <No> terrified. <laughs> I'm just like you. That's so not saying now. <laughs> okay, but, yeah, that's a good one. Are there any... You said you had a couple. Do you want to give us another one? Okay, the other one that jumps to mind... Um, is probably like our, I think our second to last show, the last song, um, the wrong track came on and we did our best with the situation. Um, it was a very <laughs> special show. It was like, yeah, and there, there was like a 10 second moment of silence. And so I kind of like set a random line. Oh, like, because like, do it you remember what the random line was? No, no, <laughs> maybe I remember um, summer is back. <laughs> we, were, we were oh, silent <laughs> for 20 seconds like no one I was like it wasn't Guys. 20 seconds you just felt like you it had was, to fill it it was the whole first verse <laughs> it w- and the first part of the chorus but it wasn't that long it wasn't like 20 seconds it was more like it was John like Avery wanted to save the day <laughs> and then he did with it was back. like 6 or 7 seconds it was a good and somewhere around second 3 he it. was like summer's back no Yay. it was a good 5 seconds it was it. not 5 seconds it doesn't matter it's still hilarious it was great it was, I appreciated it it's very stressful 
I'm going to tell you guys my favorite. This is a, a memory I hold near and dear to my heart for the rest of my life. Um, during the show, so basically throughout all of Tech Week, I got, um, I was blessed, and I didn't actually have to wear a wig throughout Tech Week. And then, um, wow, first, first school day show rolls around, and they put on this, they put me in this Bird Woman wig. And if you know the Bird Woman, she's um, homeless, <laughs> she's old, she's, she's a little, uh, the word I can think of is raggy. Um, and so they put me in a gray wig, but they didn't want to put me in any old age makeup because, oh, I don't, that's too much work. <laughs> I don't really know. Um, so they put me in a, a nice gray wig and they decided that instead of putting me in old age makeup, they would just cover my face with the wig. So I roll out on stage in my wheelchair and I'm just, uh, no face to be seen. Just good old gray, shiny hair. <laughs> and so I'm sitting in the wheelchair singing, feed the birds, trying to like gracefully like, like flick it out of my it. hair. Like, like I'm not, I'm not, I didn't like push it behind my ear or anything because that's not very bird woman-y. I was just like flicking it like I had some sort of like, I don't know. Yeah, nervous tick, and I was like, "Ugh, feed the birds." It was it was an interesting choice. You could I mean, like scratch it out like a flea. Yeah, like interpret it how you will, but like <laughs> nonetheless, you couldn't see my face, and I was like peeking out of like a little hole where you could just like ba barely see my eye, and so I'm just like staring at the audience through one hole in my wig. It was super awesome. And what should be known is Jillian got a an award for the show for this particular instance, uh, the best blooper, which is honestly. I wouldn't say it's the award you don't want to get, but I would say it's the nicest way of saying good job for messing up. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. There's but there's always really good, um, it's, it's always a really good It's good a moment for everybody to feel and describe. Do you want to tell us, I have a favorite memory that involves Savannah. Do you want to tell us about the progression of yelling George? Oh, yes. Uh, really quick, though, before I start that, there was actually a Mike mom in the back who actually really wanted me to yell Jorge during a show. <laughs> <laughs> that would be... I, <coughs> funny to anybody who was backstage, nobody in the audience, because everybody would, would be understand like, what that. does that mean? Yes. Why was that the move? Like, what was funny is whenever she first said it, yeah. it didn't translate as George in Spanish in my head or something. And I was like, Jorge, where's Jorge? Is she talking about her husband? Yeah. What, what is Jorge? <laughs> but, okay, so anyways, the progression of me yelling George. There's a part in the scene, in the show, where... George Banks is in the bank, and he's talking to the bank chairman. That's a lot uh -huh. of banks in one George sentence. Banks in the bank. um, but he's talking to the bank chairman, and I'm I am unaware of the fact that he's actually done something good for the bank. So I'm supposed to come and run in and try and save him from whatever catastrophe might happen. So, like, we're doing our read through at the very beginning of the show, and it's just like, George, George, I'm so sorry, blah 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 blah. He's not his fault. And then Tech Week rolls around. What made you make the switch? What made me make the switch was I'd seen a production of Mary Poppins in the past, and I was very unimpressed with how um, the scene went. Like I didn't, I, th I felt like it could have more to it, and I I wanted something comedic in a sense yeah. for myself. So I made the switch, and it wasn't I feel like until actual shows that it got really big, where I actually was like running on stage, I was clutching my skirt and like <laughs> running like a marathon person. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming at the top of my lungs. You just need to let it go. Oh! <laughs> Are we just going to make this a uh, Frozen's pun with Mary Poppins puns? I can do that. I, yeah, I kind of. I mean, the best pun I've ever made was done. concerning Jack Wood. I think um, your jokes are kind of a fixer-upper. This is his last. This this is Jack Wood's last show, Sad. He's done the most NYT shows, and it's devastating to me. However, the role that he got was um, Admiral Boom. And so I told him that he was... Um, <clears throat> ready? Going out with a boom. 
Wow. <laughs> so wow. funny. It was so funny. You can hear the clapping. Uh, it, was, it was a really funny joke, and I made it, and then I laughed, and then we moved on, and life goes on. That's just how jokes work, isn't it? Okay, what is your favorite um, wholesome memory from the show? Like one where you go, aww. Definitely for me, it was whenever we got to stage the very last scene in Mary Poppins, whenever the whole family is actually together mm-hmm. as a family for the first time in the whole show. Um, because it's like, it felt like for me, it was the most wholesome because it felt like my family was finally a family Aww. for the first time in the whole show. And it was, it was a very touching scene for me. I know that my mom definitely cried like three times because that's how many times she saw the show. Yeah, I definitely feel like that's mine. That's a good one. Um, mine is probably, it's probably tech week. Wholesome. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> do you want me to look up the word? I can define <laughs> it for you. You said tech week. I believe in you. Take your time. <laughs> it's just not how that works. <laughs> what the heck? It's just not fair. Caitlin, remember. do you have a wholesome memory? I can take a minute to think of one. No, one wait, go. This is such a mess. Okay, I'm going to tell mine. I'm going to tell you mine, and then you two better have one. Okay, okay. Okay. My favorite, I love this. Basically, actually, um, we as a, so the worship team, I entered, oh my goodness, this is so embarrassing. I haven't podcasted in so long. I have to know how to make full sentences. This is crazy. Um, No, but... Uh, I introduced the worship team to this song called No One Else by Corey Asbury, which um, I learned over the summer at a camp elsewhere, another theater camp. Um, and I actually, it really stuck with me because the way that they sang it and the way that they, it was such a community building moment for them, just singing a worship song together. And it was like a really like hype worship, worship song where you're like jumping around. And I introduced the worship team to this song and we, um, we actually put it into the morning worship probably every other week where we would just sing it and people would dance around and it was really awesome. And then... I remember the night, the first, second school day show and the last show, we sang No One Else as a cast, and it just brought me a lot of joy. I don't know. I just loved seeing all of the little children, like, dancing and singing and praising Jesus and um, all of the um, older kids engaging with them and, and, like, us interacting as a full cast. Because one thing about theater, which um, it's inevitable, but it happens and it's a little sad, is that you're never with the whole cast as a cast. Like, it just kind of happens. Um, and so when you have those moments of full cast bonding, it's, like, a totally different feeling. And it's, like, ugh, my favorite thing ever. All right. Now that I've got my train of thought back. Um, Yay. I think the, the one that sticks out for me is it's kind of, like, a whole show-wide thing. It's not really, like, a specific. There's a few specific times. But um, I also I had the opportunity to lead worship because there's not a lot of older people in the show. Mm-hmm. And it was actually it was a really small cast. But um, I think just throughout the process, like, the way that it was such, like, a family, like, Every, everyone was so considerate of each other and the bitter relationships and just like the relationships between like the five or six guys that were in the show. Um, and for me that really culminated um, during Tech Week which is the amount of encouragement I saw and the amount of like uplifting speech. And then again, like kind of with a worship song, um, one of my favorite songs ever is uh, called Worthy of It All. That's a good one. And if you've one. done an NYT show, you know the song. Yeah. Um, and it's really a song that changed my life. I heard it the first time I went to an NYT event, and it's, like, my favorite song ever. And I got to lead that ev- before every show. That is such a wholesome, that is a really and wholesome the, thing. It was, like, I just love worship because I, get, I love watching people worship. And I got to see 60 kids, you know, sing to God about how they're going to make this show an act of worship. And it was just, 
And like, and like, we just, that's one thing that really I thought about the whole week is like, I want to make this, this process an act of worship. And so that was just like my favorite part of the show was it was like this whole family is coming together to reflect it all back to God. Oh, that is the nicest, most wholesome memory I've ever, ever heard in my entire <laughs> Mine's life. Mine's going to be really lame compared to Oh that. my mine, gosh, mine Caitlin. Really <laughs> mine feels lame too. No, they're all good. Though mine was very similar, just less yeah, well no, said. Not. Go ahead. Um, my, my one is just, I, I really, like, we were all nervous before going on stage, obviously, because it just happens. You know, you get nervous. And before we would, like, go on, we'd be, like, in the wings. And then we'd be, like, giving each other thumbs up and yeah. be, like, you're going to do great. And, like, just a lot of encouragement before going on. And then right when we got off, we would all, like, laugh about whatever went wrong. And just, <laughs> yeah. it was fun. Yeah. I've got one more very wholesome memory. Yay. So, Colin Morales, if you don't know him, he's, he's the best person Colin ever. Colin Morales is the best person I to ever He's exist. He's my favorite. And he was Sven. And he got so much better. But, like, during Tech Week, he, like, upped his game, like, 20 times. How like, did he even do that? I don't even know. Like, it was, he, he got so much better during Tech Week. But one Hard thing working. I kept saying to him, and I was like, come on, dude, this is going to be the best one yet. And I said that, like, two times. But, like, by, like, the last show, it was something we just said before every scene. Oh. I would just look at him on mouth, best one yet. And it was, ah. like, so sweet. Yeah, it was just... I miss him more. He's like my favorite. He's the best. John Avery making us all look like clowns with his wholesome moments. Yeah, what? <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. I love it. I love these wholesome. This is wholesome stuff. This is going to make everybody who's listening go, ready? One, two, three. Aww. Aww. I just voice cracked an aw. That's so <laughs> embarrassing. Wow. Um, the warm-ups be like. <laughs> now we're going to talk about your least favorite thing that happened throughout the show process. Oh, oh, I, I think I know the answer to the one from Frozen. I'm pretty sure. But who wants to tell that one? I am probably thinking of something different than you. Are you talking about like bloopers or like, like just bad like stuff? Like just not good. Like it was like catastrophe. I don't want to say mine. Okay. <laughs> Are you talking I, about the one um, of you has to describe what happened. force? Are you talking about this? Yes. I am. Wow. Um, Using physics. We're there, really there out was, here. Well, I didn't want to like explicitly say yeah. that. There, there was a little bit of a spill. On our third show, second show. Not a spill as in like water. A no, spill as spill in like as a, in a like human a, being. Uh, foot tripping and a little girl hitting her face and yes. still going. I she know, was a, what trooper, a trooper. Oh my gosh! But and and she was a lead at that. Yeah. She was young. Anna, Anna took a spill. Yes. And she like kept going and she didn't even cry. Neither That's of them did. Insane. It was crazy. And the crazy thing, the scary thing is, I think from a director's standpoint, is when something like that happens. You can't stop the show and be like, stop, we're start. I mean, you could, definitely. But she asked if we could. Yeah, but it just sometimes the communication doesn't work out and it just doesn't happen. Um, and when you're eight years old, it's not as much instilled into you as like the show must go on. You have to keep going. It's like, oh, I'm eight and I'm hurt. What do I do? And so the fact that she continued and the show, it was rocky, obviously, because a child fell and there was like injury and hap- happening and such. But um, the fact that the show actually kept going and that y'all were able to like move on and like actually finish the show is insanity to me because if I was eight and I fell and like hurt myself in any capacity like if even if I stubbed my toe I'd be like I'm done I'm <laughs> off stage I'd probably walk off stage and like I don't know but like the idea that it went on cool the idea that she fell not cool you feel I heard it backstage like we were waiting in the wings and we were like boom and then we all like wince and it was oh. not good <laughs> exactly but show must go on we learn from this dude I have one that happened like during the rehearsal process. Um, I have two worst moments probably. 
<laughs> one um, was um, learning the dance to love is an open door was pretty awkward. Yeah. Um, literally how I felt when I had to like stroke his bicep. Yeah, was, yeah. No. That's no, disgusting. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was. Wait, you stroked his bicep? Yes. Oh, I never watched and it. And I have like. to smile while I did <laughs> Bicep, John Avery. I was not stroking Jack's bicep. I was caressing him. With your finger. <laughs> With your finger. <laughs> oh. Okay. Anyway, but I have to sing while I do it too. So I'm like, sing. Um, I'm like, I, oh, I don't know. It's part of the. Suddenly I've um, I don't know. It's, oh, my life has been a series of doors in my face. <laughs> Suddenly I bump into you, but oh, it's kind of scary. Mm, that's awesome. I never really got used to it. But anyway, another one is. I'm supposed to scream when Elsa hits. <laughs> <laughs> See? Hey, guys. Um, so I thought I kind of forgot to mention, we're at the director's party right now. Um, and so we kind of like, uh, stuff. we'll probably be moving in and out. But we all just left to do raffle tickets. And uh, John Avery, tell them what you won. I won a Disney Frozen 2 Castle Cookie Kit. Woo! Complete with Elsa and Anna's Lucky. brand new Frozen 2 Castle. This is so exciting. It comes with castle cookies. Purple icing, <laughs> white icing, and snowflake things. I'm Quins. so envious. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't means. know what a quin is, but I want to eat it. Yeah, you should be envious. I'm, I'm special. Oh, yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> That's mean. No, but congrats, John Avery, on your Jealousy win. Jealousy isn't good. Um, and then eventually, at the end of this podcast, we're going to be telling what the summer and spring, or two summer shows are, because they're going to announce it in there, and then we're going to come back out here and be like, hey, also, by the way. Oh, oh, sorry. Y'all don't know. Um, we are doing a high s- summer shows, one for high school and one for middle school. And they're splitting them up, and they're going to be summer shows. And I'm literally psyched out of my mind. We're going to be talking about um, – but we're going to do that on different podcast episodes so we can move on for a second. Do you want to go back to your Elsa scream story? Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, anyway, so I'm supposed to scream when Elsa hits me. And I never actually screamed. I was just like, ah. And then they're like, I actually want you to try to scream. So I did, and I tried it for the first time in front of everybody. Um, and Elsa strikes me, and I scream like a chicken going through a wood chipper. Oh. And it was really humiliating. And um, everybody started laughing at me. And I was <laughs> like, you know, like the leading character at the, the point, and the ensemble was around me, like in a semicircle. So it really was that m- movie moment where everybody, like, I'm in the center, and everyone's pointing and laughing at me. Because I also That's had a really kind of a cold. But so it wasn't good at but all. But there are good. It mm. really. Mm. You, you chose. There's like, I'm going to get. Yes, there's like. <laughs> 10 different ways you can scream. You chose I the worst one. screaming kind of like, ah, you know? <laughs> I was just honestly really scared, genuinely, in the oh. moment, because I was scared of being publicly humiliated. Well, you I did was. it either way, so <laughs> that's so. super sad. I'm sorry. Um, that was a low point for me. Uh, it's a low point for all of us to have to sit here and listen to that. I don't think anybody knew that I was actually hurt by it, though, so like they didn't mean any offense by pointing well, at when me When everybody laughing. goes and listens to this podcast, now they know. You just exposed yourself. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How's it feel? Um, do you guys want to go back to bloopers and tell us some of your favorite funny stuff, moment things? The biggest blooper for me, in my, like, for my character, because like, I feel like there's too many to name, so I'm just going to go off of the one that I can think of for my character. Go for it. It was during a show. It was also my most, um, it wasn't really humiliating, but it felt very, hum- um, I was very, very upset with myself when I did this. So there's a scene where I'm supposed to scream at my husband, and then later on I'm supposed to yell at my daughter. Their names are George and Jane. <coughs> they both start with a just sound. 
So I'm supposed to scream at George first. <laughs> and I start screaming, Jane. <laughs> and so, and this is the video, this is the show we videoed. When the video comes out and we get to this scene, they're gonna see me flailing my arms and saying, George, you're tired. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> did you call Jane George after that or did you call her Jane? I deliberately made sure I paused before I had to scream Jane just to make sure that I said Jane because I can't call Ms. my Vaughn, daughter. Miss that was not ideal husband. at all. Wow, that's awesome. Hey, do you want to tell the story that you were planning already? Yeah, well, it was just because it's such a good one. So there's a line in the show, and it's right after uh, Anna gets struck. Well, no, it's after Fixer Upper. Like, after I'm like, oh, no, I'm actually dying. Shoot, we should stop singing. Yeah, so we have to, like, go, like, help her. And, and we see Hollins, and we're like, help, help, help. And then he's like, oh, you're still alive. And um, the line is yes, and she's freezing. Her life is in danger, but I forgot <laughs> it, and I was like, so I was like, help, somebody please, help. And I'm like, yes, and she's cold. <laughs> but he said it like this, he goes, he, um, he was like, Anna, and he goes, uh, he's like, and you're alive? And then he goes, yes, and she's cold. <laughs> and then he, he didn't even say her life is in danger, he just stopped there. Like he forgot his line or something, he just, she's cold. <laughs> M- middle of the blizzard. No, it was during no, rehearsal. Okay. So during rehearsal, but. <laughs> It's been a That's joke ever since. Funny. Uh, <laughs> I, have another, I, have another, I have another one. It's off of Dear Sweet Jack Wood. Poor Jack. Okay, so th- this was like one of the last rehearsals, and we were supposed to be off book a long time ago, and I wasn't off book. So instead, Jack, what? so to stay in time with the music, Jillian, I just went, how many Why? Because the last word in my line was why, and it's the only oh word I can remember. Wait. Anyway, that's. Stop. Why weren't you off book? It's been a difficult few <laughs> weeks, Jillian. Only not really. So what I, I'm hearing I is Jack Wood is a lazy person. I mean, if you want to be that mean about it, then yes. I mean, yeah, I kind of do it. If you don't want to sugarcoat it, I, I don't like sugarcoating things. Well, I unless do. it's a I'm frozen two castle cookie cake, including <laughs> castle cookies, white icing, purple icing, snowflake quins. Included. <laughs> this is not sponsored. I mean, it might Are be a little. Sh- I, mean, I know I'm not getting any money. We, but okay. I think what made this funny was the fact that um, at our strike party for the show, it was made fun of again. Okay, I actually, I have a little, I, was, I didn't really want to interject into this because this is y'all's thing, it's not mine. But here I am. But here we are. Here we are. This is my life. Um, anyways, what was I going to say? Oh, so I had an idea for a strike for myself, mind you. But I was like, that's too conceited. I can't do a strike for myself, so I wasn't going to do it. But then Mr. Horn came up with the exact same idea, and I was really happy. So, anyway, somebody else can tell you about what that strike was. Okay, bye. I can't. Go ahead, Savannah. Previous to this, sh- uh, like, earlier in the year, Jack got to play Lord Farquaad in Shrek. Yay. And um, we got to a point where um, we were in strike, and Mr. Horn, our vocal director for the show, he was doing this strike on Jack about the fact that he couldn't remember his lines. Sucks. Um, and so we get, it was, it's a progression strike. So, like, it started off one way and ended in another um, by the end of the strike, it went, it went from him just going, what's my line? Oh, yeah, that's right, da-da-da-da-da, to <coughs> Mr. Horn getting on his knees and acting all Farquaad-y and, like, nice. ranting the way that the bank chairman <laughs> probably would have ranted as Farquaad. If he didn't know his lines. If he didn't know his lines. <laughs> and it was beautiful. I'm getting it was no one gorgeous. from the gutter vibes. <gasps> <laughs> Wait, did we ever oh. talk about that on this the Shrek podcast? I don't 
Okay, well, I'm going to go and ream you really quick, because this one yeah. this one really grinded my gears backstage every night. So basically, Jack did this awesome thing where he chose not to memorize his lines. <laughs> <laughs> and so the words are... I'm um, seeing a pattern here. Uh, Things are looking up here in Duloc. And instead, he goes, no one from the gutter in Duloc. Which is a line later on. Which so is later. And it, like, it makes sense a little bit. But when you know the line and you're like, oh, okay, he messed up once. But when he does it every night, every show, okay. over and over again, it's like, wait. Wait, does he think those are actually the words? He actually oh. did it one time. Oh. Like, he did it once. Okay. Okay, I don't remember when I started this. But the first time it happened, I don't know if you've ever, I don't know, this might just be my brain, how weird it is. But whenever I do something, like I do something wrong for like a song or something, and like I know for a fact that it's wrong, but then my brain just clicks and it's like, okay, well, this is what, like, this is it. This is, you can't do it any different now. And that's literally how it happens. And like, I noticed it. Like whenever it happened the first time, I was like, oh, well, this is just how I'm doing it now because there's no point in like changing it. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I, remember, I like that. I remember during, like while that was happening, like, because right before that scene, I would go around the back and um, cross over to the other side of the stage, and John Avery would, too. So we'd walk there, and we would be side by side, and um, whenever we heard him say no one from the gutter, we would go, like, we would cringe and then look at each other and then be like, like, put our, like, hang our heads <laughs> low and just keep going. And then one time, he actually did it right, and we were, like, looking at each other, like, yeah! Hyping him up backstage. <laughs> yeah, honestly, we're like... Yes, Jack. Jack, you're just so proud of you. for all of our problems. Man, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I forgot how... And by forgot, I mean, oh, wow, this is embarrassing. The moves for Super Cow, like learning the letters, I wow. had so much trouble learning how to do it. I don't know why, but I would spend, like, probably a good, like, half an hour, like, sitting in front of my mirror being like, why can't I make the letters connect? <laughs> 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 why can't I just do the letter R? And I would, like, try <laughs> And I would, like, do it. I'd be like, oh, that was wrong. And so uh, I, I love actually, the fact that you said the letter R. That's, like, one of the easiest I ones. Know, in I the know. Whole thing. And, like, it's. Exactly. Okay, they're doing it now because they know that I can't. Anyway, so I would do my best, and, like, it would be fine, but I would mess up a few letters. But one night, I for real just, like, didn't. I, like, sat on, I, like, stood on stage, and I just, like, didn't move my arms. It was incredibly embarrassing for everybody involved, including the audience. I could tell they knew I didn't know it. So sad. I... <laughs> but yeah, whatever. If it's any condolence, I was like really close to you, and you were in my line of vision. I just didn't even notice. <gasps> oh my gosh, Jack! Thank you. This is so. I have a blooper from Mary Poppins. What? You can't tell Mary Poppins bloopers I as can, a Frozen. It's about my dog. I mean, I've been contributing oh, okay. to the Frozen uh, one. So Caitlin's you know. dog was in Mary Poppins. His name was Willoughby. Mm. Continue. Her name is Luna. She's a girl, and um, so but she we found out the hard way. Um, when we got costumes and stuff that she was very afraid of um, fancy hats and <laughs> smudge on people's faces. Oh, no. And every time anybody came out after step-in time, she would be like, she, would, oh, she never barks, okay? Like, she doesn't bark ever. And every time anybody came out after step-in time, she would bark at them. And we'd have to, like, hold her mouth shut because <laughs> she was so... And, yeah, and we would hear her like... And I have to be like, clam, no, no. <laughs> and like, anytime anybody came back with a fancy hat, like, wigs didn't even bother her. You could have a neon green wig, and she's like, well, that's your hair, so whatever. <laughs> but if you came in with a hat, oh, no, 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 it was time to die. That's really funny. She would bark the heck out of you. Okay, I want to hear, just before we sign off, because it's been a little, we have had some good stuff going on. Um, I want you to describe the rehearsal process of your show in, like, maybe one word and then elaborate a little bit. Go ahead. Improv. Improv. For Mary Poppins, even during the show, 
let's just say I don't think there was one show that was the same due to how much improv we contributed to and that whole we, performance. And by we, we mean 80% of it was, drumroll please, Austin Tolls is my homie. He is a wonderful man, but I don't think he... I, he probably you know he knew his, his lines, lines, and then by show week he literally just started making up his own stuff. I think he just decided that his were funnier. Which okay, so one thing I thought was hilarious was during the "Let's Go Fly a Kite," he's playing the car park park keeper, right? And he's supposed to come out. He's like blah 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 blah. We don't allow litter in the sky. So this, there's a kite that's literally sitting right in front of his face, literally an inch from his face, and he's like, "We don't allow litter in the sky." And the guy that's playing Michael, he goes, "It's not a, it's not litter. It's a kite." He's like, "Oh, a kite is it?" He looks up one inch. Oh, it is. What do you look at that? What do you know? <laughs> like, it's sitting right in front of his face. And he's like, it's not a kite. Oh, it is. Okay. That was really funny, and he never did it again. But he, um, like, looked off. He, like, looked at Michael. He said, I haven't flown a kite since I was a boy. I and just looked that. at the little boy in, like, a really pensive, scary way. And all of us were like, what the heck? Kite? What a strange choice. How about I make you my new kite? He's so strange. And so He's great. Yeah, that was... I. We love Austin, but he's an improv. He's an improv man. Do you want to give us a frozen rehearsal process word? Want to be like wholesome and nice? I was about to say wholesome and nice. Oh my god! No. Um. Okay, one more for the frozen rehearsal process. I would say this sound. Oh. Um. The sound. Oh. The sound of water bottles. But not that sound. Interrupting. Metal water bottles. Metal water bottles interrupting. The director, every time they tried to talk. I dropped my hydroplask and I... Exactly. Wow. It seemed like literally every time something important was said, a water bottle would fall over. So, like, townspeople cheat out water bottle. You know, like, don't rush on this song, water bottle. We made a strike about it. Wait, so really? Like, it was at least three times a rehearsal. So the one word that you would use to describe the frozen rehearsal process would be... I. Or multiple words. I dropped my hydroflask. Well, (laughs) I would describe it as wholesome, but, like, yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh wow, this is not this is not what I expected from this, you guys. I okay. My word the word I was gonna use though was um and I'm I'm I have a nice word, kind mostly. Um it's <laughs> collaborative. Aww. I feel like we all work together really well. And I feel like because it was such a small cast, like everybody had like like and this kind of feeds in the townspeople, everybody had like a super important role to play. And I feel like Everybody really stepped into that role. Oh yeah, I, th- I think as long as collaborative, I th- also think growth would be yeah. a word because almost every single person in the cast had not had at least like a big part before. Like there's a few of us who had had like parts in other shows, but like it was my first lead role for Kaylin. I know it was like one of your first, first yeah. um, you know, for Ellie, it was like our second show, yeah. period. And so there's so much Ellie. like learning and growth, like the whole Every rehearsal, we learn something new about like just technique and like getting better. Speaking of learning something new, I'm gonna close this off before we come back with show announcement stuff. Um, What is the most important lesson that this show taught you? I learned um, to not put too much pressure on myself and learn to like you know teamwork and you know rely on your teammates and stuff and cast members and. that, you know, people will still love you, even if you chicken scream in the middle of a <laughs> circle of people. At least the good people will. What about you, John Avery? I think the same thing. Like, the thing I learned is pretty similar. Um, for the first part, half of the show, it was really stressful. I really just took a lot of it on to myself. Um, and it wasn't until our director, Erica, um, spoke to me, and she prayed with me, and she told me that, she said, I know that you know this in your mind, but you're not applying it in your life. She said you have to rely on God and you have to give this over and you can't do this on your own strength. 
And after she said that, I mean, it, it didn't magically go away, but I started for the first time to actually, like, not try to do it by myself, you know? And, like, rely on my fellow leads and, and, and um, not freaking out and going into it with a positive attitude, not, like, being super negative. And so that was probably the best thing I learned because it's a lesson I am trying to apply in other areas of my life is just going into it with a good attitude and not putting that much pressure and stress and all of those expectations on myself. Yeah, and once you learn that, life gets, like, exponentially better. Because doing it on your own strength, doing life on your own strength is... I do not understand how it's possible because it's just not, um, especially with the pressures of just life nowadays being uh, with social media and like even school is like extremely, it's so pressure. It's, there's so much pressure in everything we do as um, teenagers and whatever. And so taking on all that pressure as yourself, it's just not, it's not ever going to work out well. So that's such an important lesson to learn. And we actually have a new person that we just added to the podcast after we came back from all sorts of director party shenanigans. Josh Reed, can you say hi? Hello. He played um, background dancer number four in Mary Poppins, and he was actually pretty okay. Like, I watched him a yeah. few times, and he was, I don't know, at par. No, what part were you in? What show were you in? I, I was a part of Mary Poppins, and I played Bert. <laughs> you were the part of Mary Poppins? I, yes. Sorry, I got that mixed up. <laughs> I'm, I'm Mary Poppins. <laughs> in the show Bert. <laughs> From the show Bert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now what was the most important lesson Mary Poppins, or being in the show or whatever, taught you? Oh, man, there's so many. Um, well, f- first of all, I learned that Jack Wood is a genius at comedy. And True. I learned that Marshall Hunt is an amazing dancer. True. And I learned other important lessons, like actually kind of along the same lines, surprisingly, as these guys learned in Frozen. I learned mm. that... I would say that in my past, as as artists tend to be in general, I, I'm kind of a perfectionist. So my tendency is to want things to be perfect and done completely before I, I present it to people. Um, and in a show like this, where we had eight weeks to do what we normally do in 10, uh, with a very long show, I, I, you know, that wasn't exactly reasonable every every week, and nor, mm-hmm. nor should you put that expectation on yourself. Um, so what I learned was that um, sometimes um, bringing something that's imperfect to the table is actually better than bringing something perfect. Or trying to be perfect. Or rather. trying to be perfect. Yeah. Amen. Um, and I learned that um, when it was really cool, actually, I did, a, I did a lot of personal growth in this show because um, as with as much responsibility as is put on a lead, um, you kind of, you can't just walk away from that, you know, if if things get hard or if you get scared. um, What if this doesn't work out? What if I don't, you know, do a good job or I don't have what it takes or something like that? There's no running away or saying, well, I quit then, you know, Um, because people rely on you. So it forced me to step up and be responsible, um, which was was really, really good for me. So Cool. Well, thank you to everybody who's on the podcast. Thanks to Savannah who ran away um, to go work or whatever, make money. I don't really know. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't, I'm 17. I don't have to do anything. That's just not true. That's just not true. Um, no, but thank you for being on the podcast. Um, I also, just before 
we end it out completely and go back and edit out all of the things that I need to edit out. Holy cow, there are so many things I need to edit out. 90% um, of the things that I said. Uh, yeah, probably like <laughs> 95. Um, anyway, no, but I just wanted to quickly announce our summer shows that we just learned. Um, the middle school show is going to be Aladdin Jr., Woohoo, Party in the USA. What is it? Are they ages to ages 11 to 14? That's what they said. Yep. And then 14 and up, up into alumni, actually. If you can be graduated out... <coughs> Jack Wood, <coughs> Josh Reed, <coughs> Nate, <coughs> Gloria. I can keep going forever Alan and ever. Barreras. Alan, obviously. You know, Otterbacks. Hey, are you listening? Probably. I hope so. Um, if you're listening, <laughs> if you don't, you this suck. is the show. We're doing West Side Story, which I screamed out loud. Thank you, John Avery. I screamed, like shrieked. I'm so excited. Um, no, but come out and do our summer shows and whatnot. You don't have to take off work, I'm pretty sure, because they're accommodating. I don't know. They explain the whole thing in there. There, it's probably on the website or on Instagram or something. You can figure it out. We'll, yeah. We're going to have a summer podcast where we'll talk about all this stuff. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening and goodbye. N-Y-T-A.